Hello and welcome to the Busking Podcast with me, Donna. I'm a busker, songwriter, artist, whatever you want to call me, from Tipperary here in Ireland. And the reason I wanted to call this the Busking Podcast, you know, I I was thinking of calling it the Donna Podcast or Donna Pod or something along those lines. But um, I kind of always want to be known and associated with busking because it's it's given me so much and it's given me so many good friends and memories and just taught me so much about people and um the kindness in people and that you know it's it's been an amazing way to to cut my teeth as a, as a musician and and figure out how to write songs so yeah that's why just to go into a little bit of my busking origin story i guess um i have always wanted to busk i suppose um my heroes particularly glenn hansard damien rice paddy casey they all um cut their teeth busking in dublin and you know i think i think for me the first act i saw on the street that blew me away were key west and that was in galway i was in galway from uh 2010 to 2014 15 while i was in university and i've always um my grandmother lived in Galway her whole life, so I, I always have a huge connection with that city. I was born there um, and brought back to my grandmother's house. So it's just like always been a home away from home. So I remember the first time seeing Key West and um, I'm blown away. And also I think other buskers can, can uh, identify with this. I'm the same when I see an amazing live show, both original or cover band like when I see something that inspiring, I just really want to do it. Like uh, it's really hard for me if I'm not playing a lot to go see a live show or to see someone playing on the street and not be able to play, I find it very hard. Like all I want to do is, is, is play live and play my music or play some cover I love. Um, and I've heard other people describe comedy as the same when they start comedy, like all they want to do is get on stage. They, they can't watch other comics cause they just want to get up and practice material or they want to write or, you know, and I, yeah, I've, I've met people over the years and, and talked about this and just that need to play and how to satisfy that need. But I suppose that need is why I started busking because I would see Glenn Hansard or Damien Rice busking on Grafton Street and I'd be like, yeah, they're amazing, but I can do that, you know? So my first real experience busking every day was in Ocean City in 2014. And my uncle had bought me a little street cube um, if you are a busker you kind of know you know it's the kind of starting out amp and it's a great amp you know it, it does have its drawbacks definitely sound quality and stuff when you start pushing the volume but it's a great amp and uh, I went out there and I'd be on a boardwalk with about averaging 40,000 people walking past me every day and at the start I was so bad I wouldn't last like half hour yeah I wouldn't last a half hour playing and I get so discouraged because I'd make no money and I'd have no people stopping and then you learn you kind of you know learn what songs resonate with people whether it's a sad song or a happy song or you know the lyrics are poignant so i kind of learned that whole summer over those couple of months um how to kind of set myself up and 
have a nice sign and case and stuff and how to get people to stop or how to get like a bit of a party vibe going on the street or you know play a particularly sad song or whatever it is or a lot of irish music can work you'll find in the states because there's huge amount of people have irish origins or expats or whatever so that's where i learned kind of how to busk and then i came home and and really focused on pub gigs and started playing in a duo so busking took a backseat until 2020 when the pandemic hit and then when i got to christmas i was like right i'm going to take this seriously because you know as i said you have this need to play live and i find myself that if i'm not playing live whether it's busking or pub gig or original gig if i'm not playing live like once a week i'm very unsettled in myself and if i do two or three kind of live things in a week I'm, I'm i'm really good like i can focus on writing or producing or the other side of this whole industry but if i don't have that live outlet i find i find um it really difficult to stay sharp actually it's probably the main thing i get worried about my vocals not being sharp or my playing or my communication and this is the reason i've started this podcast too is because i feel like my spoken communication isn't actually where i want it to be for whatever for radios for interview for anything i just want to be able to communicate and get more comfortable talking because i find that so much harder than singing um it's often said to me that uh when you're singing we understand every word and then when you're talking i don't know what you're saying and that's from the perspective of say being in germany or being in the canaries where i've played a lot of music and people from non-speaking countries or even people from the uk have no idea what i'm saying so that's another reason for the podcast and i just really want to document kind of um what's going on as a busker as a person trying to really break into the industry with their own music as an artist so that's what this episode is going to be about after that preamble this is all about um where i am in my career right now which is releasing music consistently very much have not blown up anything yet i've gotten a bit of a following online have you know people messaging me about my music every day which probably two years ago i never had i'm putting out consistent content and i'm starting to put on some shows and i have my first ep ever coming out in october so that's probably for me anyway it feels like a massive massive shift and i just want to document that and talk about it and mull over thoughts and then i guess going forward i just want to be able to sit down and kind of rant about what's going on in the industry and uh, things that happen and talk to friends maybe sit back and have a couple of drinks some night and just talk about industry and what it's like being at this level so i guess and it's this is i guess this is quite a frustrating part to be in but i also feel like you know i've had nothing going on for so long that it's such a privilege to be where i am right now you know kind of i'm able to make a living and you know live live a really nice life um just playing pub gigs and playing my own gigs and busking and i mean if you were to tell me that going into college at 18 that i'd be able to do that i, I don't know what i would have said actually i was quite a weird teenager i guess but i, I just was pretty aimless and I could only follow what I love doing really passionately. Like I went to college, obviously, but that was pretty just, oh, you're going to go to college and whatever. I, I find maybe that's the way with a lot of Irish people 
We're just like, oh, you have to go off to college now. You're finished. You're going off and you'll be a teacher. <laughs> Maybe it's just here. Um, but uh, all I wanted to do was play music back then. I was in a band. So, you know, if, if I was to go back to that person and say, hey, like you'll actually be playing music full time. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing. So, I have an EP coming out in October. Big collaboration on that EP, which is great. And uh get to announce that soon. And doing some gigs to kind of celebrate that. So, I'm doing like a co-headline gig in Wheelands with my friend Jane and Abe Suara. Um, that's on the 3rd of November. It's a Thursday. So, hopefully the tickets will be up by the time I post this. But if not, I will post them uh, as soon as I can. And then I'm doing a big EP launch in the record room in the commercial on the 22nd of October, um, which is going to be fun. So that will be, yeah, and that's, yeah, I'll have Jane and Apes Wire on support there too. So that's going to be a really good night. I really can't wait for that. And I'll have tons of special guests at the Limerick show, hopefully a couple of special guests at the Dublin show. And if I get any more shows in, particularly to do with that project, I will announce them as soon as I can. And so those shows, they're headline shows in small rooms. And that's where I'm at. Anything from a 20-person room to 100 people in a room, that's kind of, I think, like, I think, I'm not sure what Little Wheelands is. It's their new venue. I, I don't know. Is it, it could be 25 to 50 people. Really not sure. Um, and then I'm doing the commercial, which I think is about 100 people. Maybe it's a bit more. Maybe it's a bit less. But that's where we are. Um reason for that i actually i don't know i've never tested a gig in dublin so i couldn't tell you how many tickets i myself could shift in dublin limerick i've played some support slots but i've again never tested one i've tested a gig here in nina during the height of covid and we did 61 tickets and i mean this was the day before we shut down christmas 2020 so I think it's 2020 or 2021 whichever one but you know even like yeah we did 61 for a finish i think about eight more on the door on the night and i capped it at like 100 seated and it was really nice in the kenyan and nina and about half of them turned up which is fair enough because like covid was rife so i have that kind of uh, i have that kind of ticket sales during covid to compare to for the limerick gig but again you know, I know I know a lot more people in Limerick and I've worked with a lot more people in Limerick and it's just a bigger area than Nina. So hopefully we can, um, you know, fill the room, see what happens. Should be fun. And then other than that, like I'm very much busking as much as I can. I'm uh, doing one to two days a week, at least probably in Galway or Grafton Street, you know, Galway and Shop Street or Grafton Street in Dublin. And that's just, I'm kind of at a place now where I can do my set and, and gather good crowds and really like connect and play some of my own songs. And I find that like I go live on TikTok when I'm busking. So, you know, the live does a lot better on TikTok when, when you're in a lot more atmosphere and it's just harder to do in the smaller towns. And I bring like CDs with me and, you know, hopefully people like it enough they might grab a CD and, you know, then they've invested in your music pretty much physically which is which is all you can ask for but also i have a big sign that i talked about before and you know they can check out my socials they can see if i'm playing any gigs and i just find for me that's the best way to connect it, 
far better connecting i mean if i play a pub gig and i have my kind of promotion sign in front of me and i have cds out mm, unless i'm playing in like a place that has tourists there is no one really going to like look me up or you know maybe some of them do if they see i'm live on tiktok while i'm playing then they're like oh are you live and uh, what's your name you get a bit of that but you know on the street man i've had some days where like you could come off and you have i don't know you i remember i think i played in limerick one day and i had that gig at christmas and i came home and people that had met me that day had bought four tickets for the gig so you know it's not about money or anything it's just actually about oh they like me enough to go and want to come see me live and that's the dream really so that's why i'm busking as much as i can and then you know i'm in that place where i'm playing a couple of uh support slots so i've done like i've done the cock opera house which is crazy that was with shiwadi wadi and that that came just because literally i had hired some local people to do sound and lighting at my gig and then they had been providing sound and lighting for one of the shawadawadi shows and the support dropped out for the cork show and they rang me and were like can you fill this support today and i was like yeah 100 percent, i'll be there that night and uh got just i literally hopped in the van and went to cork and that was probably one of the nicest support gigs i've ever done it was like the crowd were just so amazing and i've also opened for hermitage green and that was a tough gig it was amazing gig sold out but like as sport act and you people coming in walking past you it's quite tough but i also have to take responsibility because i learned so much from that gig as it is as the opener that the cork opera house gig then went so well because i just what i should have done was kind of yeah played my first couple of songs and then had a song that would really connect with any audience you know a cover obviously and then have a song of mine that i could teach the crowd to sing along with quite quickly and i didn't do that it was in the source in thurlis and i didn't do that and like you know i kind of came away from the gig and i was like oh there's nothing i could have done there to make um that show any better you know i i definitely tried my best and it was just the situation where you know people are walking in front of you as you start and that's quite off-putting and really i could have done better so that's me putting my hands up and saying hey sometimes you have to look back and reflect at these gigs and like the set still went pretty well but you know you learn if you if you look back and and say hey you know i like got to take responsibility here and say could have done a bit better um and and make the gig about the crowd more so than myself that's that's always the win right if you if you make if you make the experience about them and not me you know because like why do bands get big light shows why do bands spend loads on pyro you know ed sheeran's tour that circular spinning stage and how much he runs around and shrinks the stadium that isn't for him that's for the audience that have paid to see the show so um yeah i learned a lot from that show to be honest did a lovely opening gig for susan o'neill in the amphitheater and clock and uh that was a lovely gig too crowd were crowd were amazing um and really like open and receptive to 
um, a new artist that they probably never heard of so yeah done some good support slots uh played let your picnic for the very first time this year um luckily and again that was lovely and uh, kind of all those support a- slots and all the busking kind of just works for that kind of festival thing you know you figure out how to connect with the crowd you become a bit more human and uh you know again i suppose that's why i want to do the podcast i want to figure out how to just talk honestly and be able to connect more with people because i think that's where i feel my best is when i'm over the nervousness and it's not about oh i hope they like me or i hope it's just about hey like this is me and this is what i believe in and 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 hopefully you can take something from this that's what it's all about all the music i find it comes back to hey this is what i believe in i think someone might find common ground here in these values and yeah let's talk let's connect um and just back on the support slot kind of vibe vibe the support slot mm, side of the industry after announcing kind of i put up my instagram yesterday oh um, i've got some headline shows to announce you know because i don't want to announce them without the ticket link other than announcing it here and i said oh, i've got some headline shows to announce um really excited and you know playing some venues i've never got to play before and i've always dreamed of playing and uh the, the love like i couldn't believe it just just from that the amount of people wrote to me and stuff but the amount of people wrote to me and saying hey any any chance i could open or support and you know unfortunately for these shows like the the Whelan's gig is a co-headliner so it's just three of us we're all going to do pretty long set i'd say mm, probably 40 minutes each i would imagine 30 40 minutes so the point i'm saying is the co-headliners shows i can't give any sports slots because we're just going to play our sets and we're going to move on um and then the show in limerick the ep launch um i'm having jane and abe suara uh, play sport on those two so unfortunately this time around i don't have any sports last off of people but what i did do i wrote back to everyone and i said thank you so much for reaching out and you know i've a i've a local show hopefully to set up later in the year so i said to one of them hey like you can definitely open that i've promised the main support slot to someone else but you can definitely open that because you know it's someone i know and I get it, like I've had to reach out and give those messages. But I, I also realize how little support slots there are now. And I'm way more grateful for the, you know, the slots I have gotten. And like, you know, I suppose compassionate towards headline bands, they must get hit up. Like, you know, I think of the Irish headliners. They must get hundreds of messages from everyone trying to get on. And I guess also I want to say that maybe doing support slots aren't my focus anymore as much you know i definitely i'll still reach out and try the odd one but i mean i should really be spending that time releasing and you know writing and then trying to put on shows that should be ultimately the end so yeah it's been a learning curve just even like that that was yesterday and it was just on my mind all the way. So I was in Galway busking and then I played a gig in Galway last night, a cover gig. And, you know, the messages were floating in kind of in between the busking and the, the actual gig. And I was like, whoa, 
I have so much empathy for headline bands now. You know, like, cause you at, at some stage you just probably couldn't write back, right? Or you just give it to your friends that you, you know, you're like you like their music, and maybe they came up with you, so you want to give back to them, cause that's how I feel. I've I've so many friends in the industry, um, that I want to to play and to 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 write to lift them up, like they've lifted me up. Uh, yeah, so much empathy now to anyone in th- that position of trying to trying to help, but then not having the time slots or the sports slots to do it. But yeah. That's, but it's also something I do want to kind of do. I want to help other artists put on their own shows and build their careers. And I think anybody will tell you that knows me, anybody that reaches out like I, I do, I give them I give them as much time a day as I can um, because I know how hard it is, man. I know how hard it is to stay motivated and to stay positive because there's just days where you feel like, God, am i good enough i suppose really comes down to and and to be honest we all are it doesn't really come down to being good enough it it comes down to consistency and and staying with it long enough to figure out how to connect i think that's been the main thing to keep me positive so if anybody or anyone's busking or anyone is writing songs or anyone is trying to be creative and trying to make a living off of being creative or not even a living but trying to make a goal of it and seeing what they can do i think um consistency will be talent it'll be a, a creative splurt but that's something i will get into in a later date i suppose let me see if i have anything else to finish out here um i don't really that's kind of it if anybody has any questions um feel free to reach out dawn of music on all platforms and i hope this gave somebody some sort of insight into what it's like to be a busker um and to be writing your own music and any suggestions on the next episode yeah please do reach out anybody sending out messages for looking for support acts and stuff this is what i want to say i will take rejection so much better now after having to write back to I think it's 17 people and say I'm so sorry like the this is the situation um but I hope in some situation in the future I I can have you on a bill and that's what it's all about really it's just hopefully I can get to a place and give back and really actually live up to that word yeah fingers crossed so yeah, rejection is nothing anymore when I reach out for a sports slot. Anyway, thank you all so much. Um, episode 2 coming soon.